0: Another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, May the 20th, and we come off another just no show from the Phillies offense. Disappointing loss. Phillies lose two to nothing to the Padres. Lose the series at home to the Padres. Scored three runs in the series. Scored three runs. Runs in the series. They lost a series where they gave up five runs. (laughs) They gave up five runs the whole series and they lost it. And man, uh, what a frustrating team. What a frustrating team right now. Again, for them to, you know, be near the top of the, the, all the offensive categories, obviously this series has knocked them down a little bit, but um being your know, top five in a lot of the major offensive categories, but to have ten games where you scored zero or one runs, that is more than a quarter of the games they've played over twenty five percent of the time the Phillies take the field, they scored zero or one runs with a vaunted offense It's just. Unbelievably unacceptable From this team And look I know Bryce Harper's out And that hurts But it can't hurt this much It can't hurt this much And man I go back to what I said A few days ago I know Harper needs that shot He needs it in general But I don't know if the timing was right I don't think it was Wait till the end of the stretch He's not playing the field this year Maybe he is. I just don't see it. I think he's your DH all year. He was so locked in. He was as hot as hot can be. And we all know what's going to happen. Not only have they now lost 2-3 or without him and put up three runs in three games, but we know he's going to come back and and it's going to take him a little while to get back into it. We know it. We've seen this. He's not just going to come back and be locked in. He's going to need a, a week to figure it out again to get back into that place. It just feels like they've they've mismanaged it in this situation. And again, man, for them to just not show up offensively again. 2 nothing just shut down. You, Darvish, had not been great this year. Darvish goes 7 shutout against the Phillies. And they had no chance, it felt like, yesterday. Eight hits on the day for your Philadelphia Phillies. Kyle is batting 189 with a 294 on base. JT Romero's batting 230 with a 292 on base and a 325 slugging. JT's been even worse than Kyle. And they've both been disastrous for this team disastrous they have been gigantic massive glaring holes in this lineup and if you want to talk about why this team can have those games where they go nuts and yes again Harper missing Harper is certainly a factor in in the struggles on offense but you know it's because that, that you got these guys who are just rally killers right now lineup killers You know, you keep putting up 0 for 4s, 1 for 4s, 0 for 5s, 1 for 4s, 1 for 5s, 0 for 5s. Like, it kills a rally. It kills a lineup. You can't get anything going when you keep having those holes in the lineup. And, look, again, I, I I am confident that Kyle Schwarber will be better. I'm confident that the player that we've seen the last few years, the guy who starts slow and gets hot, will show up. Is Kyle Schwarber going to be as good as he was last year? Maybe not. Not looking that way right now. But and again, I'm 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 not excited about Schwarber. I'm not defending Schwarber. He has been an absolute massive disappointment. Again, this is why, like, and I, I love the Schwarber signing. I'm not gonna say I didn't, but this is why I love the Castellanos signing more. This is why I wanted Castellanos more because I knew that Castellanos was a consistent dude who was just gonna come in and rake. It was something this lineup needed. We already got Reese Hoskins. We got guys who kind of go on these cold streaks, and it can just submarine a lineup for a period of time. He ain't short it was another one of those guys, and now he can also carry a lineup for a period of time. I mean, Hoskins averaged up to two thirty six. You know, he's been playing good baseball lately, but it's tough right now. And uh, and JT, man, like he might be cooked from an offensive perspective. I mean, this is going on two years now of this guy we've seen, and you know he's over thirty, and we'll see. I mean, he's better than what we're seeing now. I I believe that, but I mean, I get excited when I see Garrett Stubbs in the lineup. Except JT was DHing yesterday, but like Garrett Stubbs, it's like go Stubbsy, give me Stubbsy. It's bad. It's bad. JT has been just such a huge, huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. An epic disappointment, considering the money that he got, the whole sign JT thing, that whole thing. Whoops. Whoopsie. That money could have been better allocated. You know? So it's... it's, it's JT's a real concern. A real concern for this team right now. And Short was a concern, too. He has to be. I mean, the dude's batting under 200, and it's, it's May 20th, you know? We're, we're over a month into the season. Again, I, there's still a lot of baseball to be left. You know, we are still in the, the very early portion of a marathon season. But, you know, he's struggling. Chorber's struggling right now. He is, the off-speed stuff is killing him. He has just been unable to get anything going. It felt like he might get on a roll at the end of that that road trip. You know, in Colorado started to look all right. You know, had a good series against Seattle there. Um, on that other road trip, and you know we've seen spots where it's like, all right, he's starting to hit a little bit, and then just back to the o for fours. I mean, o for four with four strikeouts the other night. Just he's been bad, absolute disappointment so far. And JT's been bad. I think you look at the lineup and and the inconsistency of that lineup, and and it goes around. It's everybody is responsible. You know, it's not just one player. Um, certainly earlier in the season, Harper struggled to start the season. Hoskins was a disaster to start the season. I mean. You know, Castellanos and and are really the only two guys. And Bohm I suppose, have been the only guys who have hit all season long with any sort of consistency. And that's tough. And it's a shame because the pitching staff was great again. I mean, Gibby. Gibby gave you a nice one yesterday. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't, you know, lights out. But Gibby kept you in the game. You know, Gibby goes five and two-thirds, two runs, seven strikeouts, eight hits, no walks. Like, yes, sir. I'll take it. The bullpen. Gives you three and a third shutout. Dominguez, hand, Bilotti, Brogdon, boom, Brogdon looked good too, which is really hopeful. You know, I have always liked Connor Brogdon, but you know, obviously fell apart a bit, but if he could be back, that would be really helpful for this team. But man, to just get nothing going. Nothing going offensively. Again. They were shut out two or three games at home and they won the other one three nothing. Again, their pitching staff gave up five runs in three games and they lost two of them. That should be impossible. That should never happen to a team of the Phillies' offensive prowess. The amount of talent that they have in that lineup, that should never happen. It should never happen. And it felt like they were never even in it yesterday. I know they got eight hits, but it just never felt like they had any chance to really threaten the Padres, really threaten Darvish. He just felt like he was in complete command. And the Phillies felt like you know we don't we don't have anything today. Again, I just I don't understand how a team can show up so flat so consistently. Again, ten games, ten with one or one or less runs. I mean that's it's astounding. Ten out of thirty-eight or whatever. That's not okay. <laughs> okay, it's not good enough. It's just not close, you know, that's just, you can't have that, you need that consistency, I mean, if this played out over the the rest of the season, you know, we're talking about a, a team that in the end ends up having like 40 games like this, or more, you know, more than 40, I, it just, you can't, that's not going to get done. It's not gonna get it done. You got to be more consistent. They need to show up more on a night-to-night basis. So I, uh, you know, incredibly disappointing series. And you know, again, as seems to be the way with this team. You know, any time you start to feel any sort of positivity about them, any time you start to think, oh, you know, roll time, feeling good now, where we're, we're starting to put it together. Any time that happens, it just feels like. You know they come right back to being, uh, being who we thought they were, you know, being who they continue to be year after year after year. After year. I uh, I put out and let me get to this and we'll look at you know, big weekend series against the Dodgers. You know it is big, it's important, but um, you know it's just frustrating again. Like the the little bit of momentum we've seen from this team winning two straight road series, beating three or four of the Dodgers, losing that last one in heartbreaking fashion. Just come home and no show two games out of three is against a really good team is, is, is incredibly disappointing. It's frustrating. That's what is frustrating. That's why I, after the game yesterday, I put out the tweet. Uh, the, Philly, the Philadelphia, uh, or I think I said, there is no team in the history of sports more frustrating to root for than the Philadelphia Phillies. And that's a fact. And I got so many people replying to my tweet being like, Oh, have you ever heard of the Philadelphia 76ers? Yeah, I have, and it's not close. Do you forget that the Phillies are the losingest franchise in the history of North American sports? The Phillies, in their next 1,178 games, could go 1,178 and 0. And still have a record below 500, a career record below 500. Think about that. They could win their next 1,178 games and the franchise would still be under 500 for its history. Get that Sixers nonsense out of here. Are we joking? Is that a joke? Is that a real comparison? I know the Sixers have been frustrating lately. I get it. Trust me, I'm a Sixers fan. I love the Sixers. They've been incredibly frustrating lately. But. Have some perspective, folks. They are not in the Phillies' vicinity in terms of being a frustrating team to root for, historically speaking. There is nothing like the Phillies in terms of historical frustration. I mean, this is the all-time losingest team in North American sports. Chugging along towards 12,000 losses. (laughs) They're over 11,000. It's just... It's astounding to me that, you know, people people can can take that and be like, oh, well, what about the Sixers? They're more frustrating. No, they're not. You're a prisoner of the moment. A prison. yes. Was the process and the and the results of it frustrating? Is it frustrating the Sixers keep losing in the second round every year? You betcha. It really is. You know, the Embiid thing, how he keeps getting hurt. You know, there's the hardened trade not working out, all the missed moves, the Colangelo thing. I mean, there's a million things that you can point to and just say, wow, that's frustrating. That sucks. I hate room for the Sixers, this and that. But, but historically, historically, they're not even in the Phillies' ballpark. The Phillies have gone down decades without winning anything at times we're in the middle of a streak right now where it's been 11 straight years at least the Sixers were a one seed a couple years ago at least the Sixers have made the playoffs a bunch of years in a row at least the Sixers have been to you know have, have given you hope throughout the course of a season the Phillies just had a record over 500 last year for the first time in 10 years I <laughs> mean, really is this a real comparison we're making I, I Look, and I fighting over which team is more frustrating—kind of a silly thing to fight over. I'll, I'll admit that, but you know, if uh, if we're going to be Phillies fans and we're going to, you know, continue to put ourselves through this this uh, year after year frustration, then we're going to wear it as badge of honor. And don't come at me with your Sixers nonsense. All right, they're frustrating, sure. All Philly teams are. The Flyers, they're a frustrating team to root for. They really are. They're All All these teams are frustrating. No one's close to the Phillies. Stop. Just stop. We win or lose. Everyone, I'm going to look at it. We, we are the most frustrating. Sorry, Sixers fans, who are probably Phillies fans also. It's just, it's not comparable. It's not. The Phillies are the all-time losingest franchise. Again, one more time for impact. They could win their next, 1178 games in a row. One that's, that's 10 straight seasons. No, it's not. Nine straight seasons without losing a game. Nine straight seasons without losing a game. Oh, it is 10. It's closer to 10. See? I was right the first time. No, it's lower. Bad, bad job by me with the math. I'm doing some quick math on the fly here. It is definitely lower. Um, here, let's see if we can do some quick math in my head on the fly as I think about it. It's about seven seasons. I want to say. There we go. Math. Seven seasons. Seven straight seasons. The Phillies could go undefeated. 162 and 0 for seven straight years plus, Plus. and they would still. Be under five hundred, career record wise. Stop it with the Sixers nonsense. Stop it with any other team nonsense. The Phillies are the historically the most frustrating team to root for. It is what it is. It's a fact. We wear it as a badge of honor, because otherwise we might cry, right? <laughs> and have um, so anyway, a little fun there, uh, or or not fun, um, but you know it is um. You know, sometimes you got to fight for for the uh, fight for the losses, I suppose. You know, so, uh, but you know, it was just funny to see that all these people with these short sighted memories and not really thinking about the history of what the Phillies have been. And again, we saw it the last three days, two out of three losses at home to the Padres. And um, you know, I've done a lot of the whole, you know, and and I do feel this way of the it's still early thing. And I do feel that way. I really do. And look, the Mets, big news yesterday. Max Scherzer out six to eight weeks with an um, oblique injury. And those those linger, man. You know, those are something that baseball players, hitters or pitchers, have to utilize. And they can be painful. So that's one that can linger, can last. You know, so that is something that, you know, you're not rooting for anyone in, anyone's injury. Um, but it is something that, you know, um, helps the Phillies. I mean, empirically, it's hard to say it doesn't. Um, and it is early and they're 17, 19 and, you know, they're not, you know, season's not over or anything like that. But I, I am, I'm not, I'm st- I still think it's early. I still believe in the Phillies. I still believe that they're going to get over the hump and, and be a true playoff contender and all that. But I, I am, you know, as it continues, like it does, it does start to get more and more frustrating. It does start to get harder and harder to, to come back and be like, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's like, well, then figure it out, right? At a certain point, figure it out, and and I, you know, and there are examples as we talked about, you know, the Nats a couple years ago where they were ten games under around this time, um, the Braves last year under five hundred until August. But you know, with the Braves last year particularly, I mean, that's a team that had been in the playoffs a bunch. You know, they've they've won the division before, so you know it's a little bit easier to say they'll they'll figure it out, they'll put it together. The Nationals the year before that's another team that had guys who've been to the playoffs. Scherzer and Strasburg and. You know that whole team had been to the playoffs a few times at least. Um, you know, with Harper and all them, um, and even then, you know, I don't think anyone thought they were going to figure it out. They just did. Um, so I, I do, I do subscribe to the it's still early philosophy. I do think that. Look, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where if the Phillies won six in a row right now, all of a sudden it's like, oh alright, four games over, let's go, we're feeling good, let's play some baseball, you know, so, it is the kind of thing where just a, a mini little hot streak can really change the perception of the team, change the the perplexion of the season, all that type of stuff, but, um, you know, I, I just, uh, reflection, of the season. I said perplexion, I'm sitting there, I'm like perplexion, the reflection. Um, you know, I think that, uh, and it can, and, and I think it will, I think they'll figure it out, But but I, I'm starting to get to the point where where I'm starting to get those those um you know the memories are hitting home, and it's starting to be like, you know, are they doing it to us again? Am I an idiot? Am I an idiot for saying it's still early? Should I instead be saying same, old Phillies? You know, I'm questioning myself i'm I'm finding myself in a crisis of confidence with this. Again, I still in my heart and soul. I should say in my brain, believe the Phillies will figure this out. This team is too talented to keep playing like this. They're too talented offensively to have to have too many more of these no-show type nights. And the pitching's been great. Great. The starting pitching has been so great. It is such a thing to count on. Um so I do I do believe that, but you know, in my in my gut or in my soul or whatever, that's the real one where it's like they're the Phillies every year every year this feels familiar i know what this is like i've been here before you know that's it's kind of where i'm at Uh, so i do still believe in the team i still believe they're gonna be okay but i'm 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 starting to feel the the emotional part of it more than i was before i'm trying to be clinical i'm trying to be realistic I'm trying to base my thoughts off history off baseball of knowing it's such a long season of knowing that every year I've gotten carried away with something at this point in the season that by the end of the season just didn't prove to be true or prove to hold or whatever you know so I know that I know that I know that I'm a big enough baseball fan I I watch enough of the sport for enough time to know that um that that is a true statement that that it is too early to freak out that things will change and all that but again I I don't blame any Phillies fan who's sitting here at 17 and 19 after you know, getting excited after that West Coast trip and then they come home and they no-show two or three games. Like, I don't blame anyone for being like, yep, yep, this is it. This This is what I know. This is what I'm used to. This is what I expect. I don't blame you for that. I don't. Because evidence suggests you're right. <laughs> Historical evidence suggests you're right. You know, I just think this team's too talented. And, you know, missing Harper the last few days hurts and, and all that stuff, but um, I get it. And it's, and for the first time all season, those type of feelings have crept into my mind again where it's like, man, am I am I deluding myself? Am I an idiot for for welcoming this team back with open arms after they went out of the luxury tax and got me excited? Because I wasn't excited till the Castellanos thing happened. You know, I was like, they'll be okay, but... They didn't do enough, they just didn't do enough. And then the Castellanos signing happened. And, and as I said before, that was the guy I wanted the most. Going into this offseason, looking at every single free agent, even the guys who got like Corey Seager got $300 million. And like, obviously, I wouldn't want to pay him that. But even just forgetting the money they made, just the players. Castellanos was my number one dude. He's the guy I wanted them to get the most out of everybody. Because I was like, I just love this guy. And I love the way he hits. And he's just freaks. Like, the guy just hits every single day. He goes out there. He's so consistent. He's like a freaking metronome out there. Um and and that signing really brought me back from that, brought me back to saying, you know what, I think we can do this, boys. And now I'm starting to to feel like maybe I'm an idiot. We'll see. Again, I still in my brain believe they will be better, they will figure this out, they will compete if nothing else for a wild card. But um, you know, it does get harder and harder with each reminder, you know, with each blown save, with each no-show in a series after Playing good baseball for a week. You know, it just, it all feels so familiar and so consistent that, um, you <laughs> it's, it's been tough. It's been frustrating. I still believe in them, but, you know, it's starting at the point where at a certain point we got to start winning some baseball games. And you got a tough schedule. We've talked about it so many times, but you still have the Dodgers, the Braves, the Mets, the Giants, the Angels, the Brewers in a row. Those are all really good baseball teams. And, you know, Braves is the only one you could say right now isn't necessarily, but they're, they won the World Series last year, you know? Um, So they got to get out of this mediocrity. They got to find a way to string some together. It's gonna have to start against a Dodgers team that you won three or four against in LA. Now you know we know the Phillies, right? We win three or four there. They come here and sweep us. Like that just feels like what's gonna happen from a you know Phillies perspective. We'll see. Let's hope it doesn't. Big one tonight. Rangers Suarez against Julio Urias. Urias was. Beat up pretty good by the Phillies. He's been great this year, even with the beat up by the Phillies, The area at three, so he's been very good. Nola, uh, undecided, will be on the hill for the Dodgers. Phillies did get lucky missing Walker Bueller this time around, even though they did beat him last time. They got lucky with that one. We'll see who starts on uh, on Saturday and then a Sunday, Zach Eflin versus Tony Gonsolin matchup. So the Phillies did kind of get lucky with the pitching matchups here. None of the Dodgers, you know, Urias, the, the only top guy of the Dodgers that's going against them. Um, you know, you got Nol on the hill. You got Suarez and the Eflin's coming off his best outing in a while. So, um, big series, big series. You know, if they can win this series and you know, can kind of erase this Padres series a bit, and make you feel a little bit better about this team heading into a you know important stretch of baseball. But um, we'll see, we'll see. If, it, if winning two series against the Dodgers would, would shock me, I'm not gonna lie. So. Uh, But it's a big one. We'll see if they can handle it. Either way, whatever happens, we will be back to talk about it on Monday. So until then, everyone have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.